0: Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez-Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too.
1: Welcome everyone. I have a really special guest uh, with us today uh, who's gonna be talking to us or who's gonna be discussing the topic of talking about graduate school with first-gen parents. Our um, guest today is Bryant Paul and I'm gonna go ahead and get started by introducing him uh, with his bio. Bryant Paul is a first-generation PhD student at UC Irvine, where he is studying earth system science. Going into his second year, his research focuses on paleoclimate. He works under Dr. Kathleen Johnson's lab where they specialize in using speleothems, <laughs> or cave stalagmites <laughs> as an analog to reconstruct the climate in the past. Bryant graduated from UC Santa Barbara with a degree in earth system science and is a McNair alum. That's how we know each other. And he plans to complete his PhD and pursue a career in academia where he hopes to mentor students from all backgrounds who are interested in learning more about the earth system. Welcome, Brian.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. that. That was basically a really good summary. I, I mean, I wrote it, so
0: like, I hope that I actually pronounced some words correctly. Oh, yeah,
2: no, that was perfect. No, um, there's no I think when it comes to like saying that, like speleothem or speleothem, it's kind of interchangeable, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> nice.
1: So today we have you here, not talking about earth system science, but um, talking about kind of navigating these discussions about grad school with first gen parents, and so Just to give us a little bit more context i would love for you to share um, with the listeners a little bit more about yourself your background and also what led you to pursue grad school
2: right so i was born and raised in in long beach california and um, i lived there until about the age of 12 Um, and my mom she worked uh, so my mom's a filipina immigrant who uh, got a job uh, pretty luckily through a friend at, uh, at this bank so she was pretty good at math uh, coming out of high school and so she managed to um, have a friend when she immigrated here with my father um, through like a bank I guess and she like just did like uh, simple math calculations for them it's kind of like a small accounting job but then when her job was automated they like let her go and so that was kind of our main form of uh, income because my dad was retired and so Um, After that, my mom was looking for kind of uh, caretaking jobs because she didn't really have any other skills. She could barely speak English. Um, And in Long Beach, it was kind of hard for her because, I mean, just in general, like the barriers for someone who's, you know, doesn't really know English, it's kind of hard to pick those kind of jobs up. Um, So we ended up finding housing in Joshua Tree, California, which is, uh, I think, where a lot of people know of... um, to be a really good touristy area like very rural um but for us it was like more of just a chance to uh move out and find cheaper rent because housing there is the cost of living is absolutely like really really low um so she was able to find a caretaking job out there and then uh we were able to make ends meet but we still kind of struggled with the caretaking jobs because like it was pretty much on and off like certain people like you know, uh, needed her and some people didn't. And so we basically moved a lot to throughout Joshua Tree, just because like, um, I don't know, it, it, it was pretty rough. But during that time, I, uh, you know, living there and transitioning from living in Long Beach to uh, to Joshua Tree, it kind of, I kind of got immersed in uh, the, the nature that, that was surrounding the environment. And so um, at first I was really inspired by the night sky there and um, I love when I,
0: you share this I'm sorry I just <laughs> have to put it there I, was, I
1: know you and I remember you telling me about this and I'll, I'll just let you keep going but I, just, oh, no. <laughs> I love I love your inspiration for your research and your work so
2: <laughs> yeah no it's it was <laughs> yeah. it was definitely honestly this is like one of the greatest barriers for entry though when you think about it uh, when people go into like geosciences or even the sciences in general like when you live in some place like Long Beach, like you don't get that uh, immersiveness, and I think about how fortunate I was to be able to get that opportunity. And so, when I moved to Joshua Tree, you know that really inspired me, and I started to get my academics together. And I was like, I really wanted to pursue a career in astrophysics at first, uh, <laughs> and then um, eventually through hard work and you know through a program called AVID, which is the Advancement via Indi- Individual Determination program. At my high school they showed me schools and then um, I, I put in a lot of work to get ex- admitted to UC Santa Barbara for physics and then eventually I took my first astronomy course I was like oh this is it like I get to learn what I've been like wanting to learn and that completely changed my mind about what I wanted to pursue, which is really <laughs>
1: I took an astronomy
2: course in undergrad and thought it was gonna be so cool it but, was not no 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 it's it's not that it's, it's totally not that it wasn't cool like I I, I loved the class I absolutely love the the course like the subject and everything but the professor at that time was like hey like there's this chapter that we are now going to focus on and it's on the earth and I was like come on this is an astronomy class like why are we what's the point point? and like you know but then I read into it because I read every chapter up to that point so I was like oh, I'm going to read this chapter and I read it and I realized that what he was saying about it being one of the greatest gener- uh, generational issues that we'd face um, was true like I, I realized then that like um, through additional article reading that he had provided that global warming was um, or at least sorry not just global warming but climate change in general is a great problem that we have to face and then that that really changed my mind about what I wanted to pursue um I guess that's the kind of long story short there was a lot of hard decisions I had to make too about switching from physics or astronomy to earth science but it became kind of natural because I was already like you know I, I like going out into nature I like hi- hiking and stuff so um maybe investing in a career in earth science wouldn't be too challenging. But my decision to uh, really get into that really solidified when I started um, doing uh, tree planting uh, services and then uh, learning about, uh, through that, getting an internship at a nonprofit and then doing outreach and teaching kids about uh, tree rings and then learning about um, how the information from tree rings can tell us about the past. And so from that, I was like, well, this is interesting. Like, I want to learn more about how this information can be valuable and how we can apply that in the future. And so that's how I started taking more courses. I eventually took an upper division course with Dr. David Lee, who is a great professor at uh, UCSB, um, who taught me all I know basically about paleoclimate up until uh, now when I have a new advisor, Kathleen Johnson, who's also amazing. but yeah, that's kind of like what spear- spearheaded me into this field of earth science uh, and paleoclimate in general. So yeah, that's, that's I guess, my background.
1: <laughs> so I want to go straight into it. I'm very curious, actually, now that you've described kind of how you went from astrophysics to then studying a chapter or section on the earth and then transitioning to earth science. Do you talk to your parents about what you study? <laughs> what do they yeah. what do they think about what you study? <laughs> what do they think you study?
2: <laughs> it's so funny. so my um this whole time, like I remember in high school, uh, my parents had always like been curious about what I was doing. Um, so throughout all of my you know time in school, just in general, like my parents didn't really have that huge expectation uh, for me and my brothers. Um, They knew one thing for sure, though, um, from other um, Filipino family members and family friends that nursing was a really big way to make money, right? And so, if they didn't, they knew that, you know, if we got a high school degree, we could make our way into like a nursing program, but we didn't have to be like the best of the best. So, they didn't really expect us to really they didn't, they basically didn't set the bar very high. Um, but for me, like, I, I had been inspired by science, and I wanted to go this completely different route. And explaining that to my parents, at, like, early on was really hard. Because um, they didn't know anything about what that meant. Like, um, you know, I would tell them stuff about, you know, astronomy, and be like, oh, yeah, when you look at the stars, you know, you're looking back in time. And then they'd be like, what? And, you know, because they, they they don't know. And like, that's, I mean, that's not their fault or anything, but, you know, for me, like trying to explain that to my parents was always very challenging. Um, and I actually remember sometime in high school, uh, again, I got into an argument with my parents um, about the financials of my career. Uh, Cause I told them like, yeah, I want I want to go into undergrad for science. And I eventually potentially want to go to grad school and all that stuff and I don't really mind, like, where, how much money I make, like, I know that I'll make ends meet at the end of the day, but I'll be committed to uh, learning something that I'm really passionate about, and that's all that matters to me, but for them, they took that, like, in a very negative way, because for them, money meant everything, and it's, like, like, and it makes sense, because, like, you know, for my parents, like, we struggled, like, all, basically all my life, and, like, for them to hear that their son is not really interested in making a lot of money. It was kind of like backwards thinking. <laughs> it's and- interesting
1: cuz we, we we're supposed to talk about like first gen parents, but you're talking about not just being a first gen student in college, but being first gen in the US. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel like for for a lot of us who have immigrant parents, that's kind of a big deal. You're like they moved their entire lives over to a completely foreign country for the pursuit of a better life for their children and so I can imagine why or how like that conflict um came about of like wait how can you not care you know
2: yeah no and it was definitely a really hard conversation like I remember crying at the end of it like telling them like you know I really care about this like I don't understand why you guys don't understand but I think later on I realized like you know money is really important for them and so um that was something that I had to come to terms with and really explain that I would be okay um through this career like even though I wasn't pursuing something safety or safe like um nursing um that I'd still be okay because I think they were really banking on potentially the idea that like I would end up becoming a nurse or something or um something in the medical field or
1: Nurse, doctor. Yeah, lawyer. yeah, something like that. Yeah.
2: um Yeah. Which is funny because, like, now that I, now that I'm pursuing a PhD, I remember telling my my mom, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a doctor now," and she's always like, "What?" Like, but she, it's like a different sense, you know. So it's like.
1: But do, do you tell her like not that kind of doctor? Yeah, yeah.
2: I tell her not that kind of doctor. Okay. But I just I just tell her it's the, just like kind of to be funny, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, nowadays. Um, I come home and my mom actually still always asks me the same question, like, "Also, oh, wait, what what exactly are you doing?" Like, and I explain it to her, and then like, you know, I'm be like, "Okay." And then my dad, he's getting really old, so um, it's kind of getting harder for him to remember stuff too. So I'll go home and I'll explain what I'm doing as well, but he also he'll be happy with what I'm doing though, which is really awesome to to know that like my parents still support me in that way. Um, but
1: I can imagine there's also kind of um because I am familiar with your background and kind of your parents there's a generational difference between your dad and your mom but also there's um difference between like culturally I I would imagine and also there's a a language barrier between your mom and and you does she does she speak Tagalog or yeah she
2: speaks Tagalog and so you know trying to explain to her something like paleoclimate or speleothems it's like
1: I struggle to understand. <laughs> I and I like have non yeah. English most mm-hmm. of my
2: life. <laughs> I always try to just bring up, you know, when I talk to my parents, I always just try to bring up climate change, and it's it's pretty. I think that's something that she sees on the news all the time, and so it that that is like a way to communicate what I'm doing uh, for her. Um, and the same with my dad. Like my dad is kind of the same way. He watches a lot of news as well. And so i always try to talk about yeah like my my work is contributing to this stuff and we're trying to understand it a lot better and they're like okay that's really awesome and you know they you know they're like as long as you're okay like financially like you you're you know and you're doing what you want to do like that's fine i think that's something that i'd always been appreciative of appreciative of after uh getting into undergrad was after that really hard discussion and that really hard conversation um, they'd always been like if you want to do what you want to do like we support you and like I've, I've always really even though they haven't explicitly said it they like they they support me still and that I really appreciate that
1: um, what I'm hearing from you too is like so you've talked to them about it about going to grad school about what you're studying but it's not like you just have one conversation and you're done. It's an ongoing kind of conversation discussion. And I'm Mm -hmm. curious, like, as you keep having conversations, because, you know, it's true for me too, you know, having immigrant mom, having a language barrier, she doesn't understand English very well. I I have struggled in having those conversations or I I struggled more back when I was in grad school, I think a little less now because she understands the the benefits that I gained from it. Um, But I'm wondering, like, what are some of the, you know, the struggles with having these conversations, and what are some of the things that kind of have worked in having conversations, like you saying, by um, providing them with an explanation about um, climate change, which is something that they can understand, it affects their everyday life, too, like, that has been helpful. And so, Yeah. yeah, what are some of the helpful things? And what are some of the things where it's kind of an area of like, that's, Makes it more of a struggle to, to, mm. to have conversations with them about it.
2: Yeah, I definitely think going back to that language barrier—that's a huge thing. Because um, my parent, my mom, um, in particular, she uh, she can speak English, but it's like she learned it through watching dramas, basically. Um, so, uh, but you know, I think still being able to communicate about the general sense of my my work has still been um, nice. Um, Although I think it kind of, it kind of weaves in and out because like my mom like still talks to her family, like from the Philippines. And so when she's like trying to talk to them about what I'm doing, she struggles and like, and I understand that. Cause like, you know, it's not easy to like know what I'm doing and maybe I'm not the best communicator of what I'm doing either, but she does her best and I really appreciate that because I think she does take things out uh, out of what we talk about at the end of the day. Like when I tell her about, you know I'm getting my doctoral degree, she remembers that and she's able to say that to her friends um, and her family. But yeah, I think I think the, the biggest thing is the language barrier but also um, it's still nice to have these conversations because she at least remembers. And yeah, I really appreciate it. that. She tries, you know, and my dad does too, but he, he doesn't really my dad's real. So he's kind of like, uh, do what you want, right? And I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> I, I think that some of us sometimes like stray away from having these conversations precisely because that because it's 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 hard to have those conversations. Sometimes there's information is lost in translation, and mm. a lot of times. Um, our parents if they're you know if if they're immigrant parents like you said earlier you're like they care about you making a lot of money but really yeah. like they care about you being okay you being yeah. like financially stable and possibly even even being okay enough to take care of them
2: yeah no um, actually that yeah. that was something I wanted to mention too like um, when when I got the position uh, as a graduate uh, researcher or when I got admitted, I guess, just in general, um, my parents were wondering like how much money I'd made, um, because, you know, they wanted to see if they, I could like help support them financially. And, you know, I, I'm, I am very fortunate to say that like the, the income that I'm making is more than my parents, which is insane to me. Like, and to be able to financially support them, like every month is like such a blessing, you know, like, um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's weird to put things into perspective now because like I sit here as like a first gen, you know, coming from a low income family. And I have a bunch of these friends who are making like 80K, 100K. And I'm over here like making like, you know, grad student than budget, Gras- yes. yeah, <laughs> budget. It's you still kind I mean?
1: of po- on the poverty line, especially for California. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, know. But it's like way more than what my parents would ever have made. are are making right now and it's like that that just blows my mind and that
1: perspective um, too I think is so valuable is thinking about it through their lens of like how did they make it work with so much less
2: that's what I'm saying like I don't know how my mom did it yeah no yeah and it's yeah I mean it's I'm just I'm I'm really grateful to to have this opportunity you know like and this is kind of what I meant and maybe in high school that like you know I'd be able to get by because I know how we were able to get by with so little. And you know, like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just really thankful that I'm even here. Like, you know. <laughs> so yeah.
1: If um if other folks are in a kind of a similar situation where they're wanting to have more conversations with their parents about going to graduate school, maybe they haven't even started graduate school, but they're thinking about it. I know like when I was when I was in undergrad I was thinking about grad school I didn't even want to tell my mom until after I got in <laughs> <laughs> and I was like and I don't even want to tell her until if I, I've already SIR'd and said yes <laughs> because I don't want her to like try to change my mind because her impression yeah. of it was oh my gosh more school like
2: mm-hmm. like why can't mm-hmm. you be
1: done and get mm-hmm. a job and get paid good money like I yeah. think like her dream was for me to just right away like graduate become a lawyer or because doc- she was just like mija like You already know English. Like, why are you studying English? (laughs) Your English is so good. And also, like for her, it was like, but you're so smart you could have been a medical doctor. You're so smart, you could have been a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And she didn't, she had no context of what a PhD was until after I was done. So the whole time in grad school, it was always like, Still in school, still in school. (laughs) When are you gonna be done? When are you like you're still writing that thesis? Like, why? Like, it's taking too long. Like, it's you're just writing. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no big deal.
2: No, that's no, that's (laughs) definitely the same thing I hear from my mom too. Like, oh, like how many more years? Like, (laughs) like... every time we talk to them, it's like,
1: you know, time is ticking, they're not getting any younger. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: that's that's definitely really relatable. I, um, yeah I don't know it's it's an ongoing thing but you know you, you kind of have to explain I honestly have gone to the point where I'm like mom it's kind of like a job at this point like I, I would see it as a job
1: <laughs> that's what I would I would try to contextualize it and explain it to my mom in that way I was like I'm not like I'm not the same kind of student as an undergraduate I am a professional I am gaining career skills, all of, you know, I'm I'm teaching, I'm making a living and all of this is preparing me to become a professor or a researcher or someone, you know, a staff member at a university. So when I would tell her that like, all of this is for something and it's going to like ensure, or I will ensure, I don't think that the PhD alone will ensure, but I was like, I will do what I have to do to make sure I get a good job afterwards mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. training. And then she saw that I got a, a, a good job. <laughs> and, um, and it's kind of like the conversations I'm having with her now of like, wait, but you had a good job. Why would you leave your good job? Mm,
2: I see. Um, I see.
1: <laughs> but I, I guess- I'm just for the listeners. I think this is something that it's just a big issue of, you know, parents wanting you to help out, and there's this expectation, and there's this sacrifice that needs to be made when you are first gen. A lot of times you have to provide financially uh, mm-hmm. in ways that other people in grad school. I don't know what it's like for you and among your cohort mates, but I had cohort mates in my graduate program who were second, third, or multiple generations out oh, of yeah. their, mm-hmm. their family members having PhDs being or, or doctorates and other professional doctorates. And they had financial support from their parents, and right. they didn't have to worry about having to explain and contextualize. And
2: yeah, that whole, no, that's, yeah, that's you know. definitely the case, I think, of several people in my department have parents who are also professors, and it's always interesting to see that difference, right? Like for them, it's like, oh, like, yeah, they understand, they know. But for for me, it's like it takes that extra like step, you know, that extra, those extra steps to explain, you know, what's going on in my career and like what's going on um, at the end of all this, you know, what are we pursuing and where is that leading to? And I think explaining to my mom that I wanna be a professor she can understand that, you know, she's like, oh, you want to be a teacher, basically, and I'm like, yeah, like, I want to teach students, and I also want to do research on the side, and, you know, um, the research aspect, she's still kind of like, okay, but then, like, the teaching, she at least understands, so I think, um, yeah, those are, those are conversations that I think, um, as a first-gen student, it kind of takes time to, like, uh, really fully explaining because I feel like even now I, I haven't even I haven't even had enough conversations with my mom for her to like fully understand
1: and know? I think that's one of the big takeaways about it is that you're not going to get there in one or even a couple of conversations and it will take time mm-hmm. but as someone who's on the other end of things I um I, I I think initially my mom hesitated with learning about graduate school she she was just like why, like, you're not making a lot of money, like, you could get a good job right out of it, but now that I'm done, she, like, she brags about me all the time, she's like, oh, look at me now. like, she has a PC, me like, she, anytime anyone comes in, look, and I bet she would hang my, my diploma if she could, it's really cute that she's very proud of, of what I've achieved, um, but it, it took time, and it took it took her to actually see me graduate and get a job and be able to provide for my family and for myself and help others for her to kind of realize it was actually worthwhile and i think that that may be true for other people and some some parents might might be supportive some parents might not be supportive and might they might just need to like see it to believe it yeah um but i think that's kind of the big thing um is you have to keep having multiple conversations and all, and the more you can concretize things, the more examples you can give them, um, the more you can relate it to what they already know. I think yeah. that the better off the conversations have gone, at least for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I think that's that's definitely a really great takeaway, right? Like this conversation is continuous almost. And it's not something that can just have, you can have one conversation with the parents and it be done. Um, especially having this perspective right like they don't know and it's kind of our job to you know explain and at the end of the day if you're explaining the thing that you love to do um, if your parents really truly support you then like you know they might hesitate at first but you know you just got to show them like over time that you know with many accomplishments and like you know kind of mentioning things like I find that really helpful too like you know mentioning that like I won an award or something my mom's like oh that's good like you know I think those things kind of build up too and so that's why that's what makes the conversation even more continuous like just a run-on thing until I guess you reach your goal almost so
1: I think the from from my experience um, with my mom because my mom's a single mom immigrant mom from Mexico like uh, struggles with speaking English the other thing that I think helped her was knowing that she didn't have to worry about me. So mm-hmm. even though I was in grad school, I wasn't making a lot of money. I was working long hours uh, for a period of time. It was hard for me to even make time for friends and family, especially during, you know, my exam period um, or as I was finishing up. I would try to communicate as much as possible, like, you know, my I would say like okay mom I've got this big thing coming up and I'm going to be really busy but I'll be done by x date so I would Mm -hmm. always communicate with her like by Christmas like I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come home and I'm going to have time for this and this and this Mm -hmm. so that way like kind of like sending communicating and setting boundaries with family especially because some folks I know some folks who are going to grad school and still living with their parents Mm -hmm. and then there's it's even harder to that's
2: yeah (laughs) that can be really messy i think um especially you know from this uh from a first generation like household like it's like i don't know it it can be really difficult in those times and i wanted to mention too that uh visiting regularly regularly though is also really important i think uh making sure that your parents know that you know what you're doing I guess like going home and updating them is like something really important because from my perspective like I was at UCSB um, for four years and that was like a three and a half hour drive from UCSB to Joshua Tree and so I didn't really get to visit them like at all in undergrad um, there were some sometimes where I wouldn't see them like summer to summer like you know and that was That was really hard because i'd only visit for like a few days but now like living in irvine i'm only an hour and a half away and it's it's nicer to be able to like go home and like actually see them and you know tell them how i'm doing and just be present too because you know like i said my parent my dad is getting really old so like for me like it's important for me to be there and be home um so you have to
1: be present to have those conversations too yeah yeah. and I think that's important because um that brings us to to thinking about how it's important to have conversations with with our parents especially being first-gen students it's also important to be there and to not solely prioritize graduate school because it's really easy as an academic to make that all of your life
2: yeah
1: and to not have a, a life or identity outside of that and for some of us especially in, in depending on the culture that you come from family is really important and so mm-hmm. to be able to like physically be there will allow you to engage in more conversations because you can't just force them you can't just be like okay mom I'm going to call you Sunday at two so we can talk about grad school
0: <laughs> you gotta <laughs>
1: like kind of just um so some of these conversations just come just, up What's yeah, like. They what's like, the word for
2: it <laughs> i mean they, they just naturally happen sometimes and yeah when you go home and like they'll just ask you oh so what are you doing like how's how's work going or something yeah how's um, school? How's work? yeah How school yeah mm-hmm. i think that's the most common question I get when i go home like how's school and i'm like ah it's not really school but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i was like i try to explain like yeah i'm working right now i'm like and you know i'm doing stuff in the lab and they're like oh cool Um, But then that's it, like, you know, they don't, they don't, like, try to understand more, but that's okay. Like, I think even just, like, going home and updating them on, like, what, what I'm up to more commonly is nice Mm -hmm. than not going home, like I did in undergrad.
1: And it sounds like you, you can see where they're coming from, and you see things from their perspective, and that allows you to be really flexible with kind of, with taking in how, their responses to, like, what you share and whether they understand it completely or not, like yeah. you, you're you just like, it's okay. It's okay. Like where they're at, you know, mm-hmm. what they understand. Like there's there's time, I'm present, I'm there. Oh,
2: exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think
1: that's like, that's another takeaway is, you know, if, if someone's interested in going to grad school, they're really nervous about telling their parents. They don't know how supportive they might be. Just thinking about it as like, I'm gonna have time to have these conversations. I'm going to make, um, you know, make it a point to try to be there if you can't physically be there having more phone calls. You know, I remember when I was away, um, you know, studying in Chiapas for three months, my mom was really scared, didn't know what I was doing, thought I was crazy. I had gone crazy. And I called her every day. And I called her every day and told her about what I was doing and the research I was doing. She didn't fully understand. But at least for her, it was like, okay, my, my daughter's okay. Okay. She's Mm -hmm. learning stuff. Okay. Nothing's happening to her. So just making it a point of being there, having multiple conversations, not just one being open minded, trying to see things from their perspective. I think all of that is, is going to be helpful. And eventually you'll get to a point where they might not, they might never fully understand what you're doing, but there's that mutual support. You know, yeah.
2: yeah no and I think emphasizing that that message is that you are okay because I think that was you know like I said earlier like yeah. my parents biggest concern like was I going to be okay personally? you're
1: okay now <laughs> and you're going to be okay <laughs> yeah sooner, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah
2: like um my my mom hasn't seen my house but um my brother recently came by and then my brother told my mom what my house was like and she's like oh you have a nice house and like you know she's really happy about that like it's those little things you know like showing that you'll be okay even in graduate school Um, and I know that maybe not be the case for most a lot of people who like uh, are in graduate school right now because you know I think STEM is fundamentally different than uh, than other fields when it comes to funding like we definitely get a lot more support but it's but in those scenarios, you know, it's, it's definitely a conversation that you still need to have with your parents about like what you're doing is something you really care about. And like um, something that you're, you're willing to put up with, I guess, if you are struggling um, uh, as a grad student, because I know that there are, there are students out there that, you know, don't get as much funding, you know, so, but I I think in in general, like when we put graduate school into context with like the rest of like the work field, it's like, it's definitely not like as much money but yeah it's but
1: it's it's temporary you know like you know for x amount of years you're not going to be making a lot but then after that you know it's not guaranteed but if if you if you work on it eventually you can especially if you're flexible with the types of jobs that Mm -hmm. you're willing to take on yeah no you can definitely make a lot more than in graduate school I right right yeah I expect that
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, that's it's an investment right and that's Mm -hmm. something that we all commit ourselves to and it's something that basically I read this somewhere um, but it was about something like going into graduate school means doing something people aren't willing to do and you do it because you actually genuinely love it you know um I read that somewhere I don't know where that's from but uh uh but yeah that's what it means for all of us who you know are first and pursuing graduate school for the first time in our families like history and it's like something that we want to do because we really want to and you know uh doing that is an amazing thing in and of itself so
1: and it's interesting because you know um as first-gen students with immigrant parents, like they had, they were trailblazers bla- in their own way. They're navigating new territories. And in some ways, we're doing that too for our generation. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think this is a great way to kind of wrap up the conversation. I wanted to ask okay. you if there's anything else you wanted to share on the topic. Mm-hmm. And if not, then I think our listeners might want to reach out to you some of them might have resonated mm-hmm. with what you said or mm-hmm. with your research interests or um, if they want to be in touch like what's a good way for them to be in touch with you
2: mm-hmm. so I guess maybe one last thing I would I guess I'd recommend is if you do have a good relationship with your parents don't forget to acknowledge them because I i remember how important oh, I that was that. Yes. I, I remember how important it was for them um, when I made that publication in the McNair journal to leave that acknowledgement for them. Like, you know, even if they don't read the research part,
0: they're gonna they're, read the acknowledgement.
2: They're gonna read the acknowledgement. Sure. <laughs> and no, and that really meant a lot to my parents. Aww. And like, I think that's really important too. Um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh I can be found at UC Irvine. I don't, <laughs> so I just plug my email, like, here, whatever
1: or... <laughs> you wanna share, because some folks have like an academic Twitter or oh, a public okay. like yeah. IG or. Yeah, or maybe me, like if there's a, I don't know, future podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so, okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll first plug my uh, academic Twitter, which is my name, Bryant Paul, underscore, underscore. And um, yeah, and and that's then,
1: Bryant with a Y, B-R-Y. yeah,
2: B-R-Y-A-N-T, P-A-H-L, underscore, underscore. Um, and then, yes, also keep a lookout for a potential or no upcoming um podcast on conversations that you can have or that we have with our parents or we want to have with our parents called hey parents um it's going to be hosted by me and my partner uh alina too um and it's coming up so i'll i'll definitely be advertising it a lot on my academic twitter so if you follow me on that um just uh Just feel I, free to reach out yeah. to if you if you want to uh, DM me or anything. So
1: I'm so glad that you mentioned it. I was like, <laughs> say something, no, you, put it out there. Because once it's out there, I, you gotta do it. <laughs>
2: I know. I and it was funny because I was like, oh, like, what do I, I? I've never like really been on like any of these like kind of like talk shows or anything. Well, so I used like
1: that.
2: I was like, oh, okay. I'll I'll link some. Yeah. So that was nice. good. Well,
1: thank you, thank you, Brian, for joining us. And yeah, thank you all.
0: We'll talk to you all later. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you tune in. You can also support the podcast by donating to my Patreon page, Anger page, or Venmo account, which is at Touring. If you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram, sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at evetmartinezvu.com. Until next time.